0: I'm Kayla Wenzel here with Maddie Beaumont, and we are pleased to be joined by Isis Young. Isis, how are you doing today? Hey,
1: I'm so good.
0: Thanks so much for having me. No, we're so excited to have you here. Um, so we've just been looking at your Instagram, which is stunning, by the way. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to sort of talk to you about what it's like right now playing basketball in Greece. Are you
1: currently in Greece? I'm currently in Greece. I literally just left the beach. Um, We had a nice good for you. Yeah, it's like 70 degrees here and sunny. Um, But you guys are more important. So I I took an early day. Um, But yeah, I'm here. Uh, We're in the middle of playoffs now. So we have another playoff series on Wednesday. And We kind of expect to be home around the end of the month is when everything should should wrap up. So yeah, it's been really nice here.
0: I'm honestly so honored that you took time out of your beach day <laughs> yeah. to come hang out with us here on one on one. Um, but I really want to hear more about your time playing basketball in Greece. So, how did this sort of develop and how are you managing it with the new role as the Connecticut Suns color commentator?
1: Thanks. Um, it's crazy. Uh, honestly, when I first um, decided I was going overseas, it was last year in April. Uh, We had finished uh, my college season at Siena, uh, and I knew that the next step was playing professionally. Um, I had an assistant coach on the team whose father was a head coach for a German team. Um, And so they had kind of recruited me. uh, So I didn't have an agent at the time. I just, you know, used my connections that I had. Um, So I actually first went to Germany and was on my German team um, for the first month. Um, And then end up getting let go of the team, Um, honestly, for vaccination reasons. At the time, I wasn't vaccinated. And so it wasn't mandatory in the league, but they just wanted someone who was vaccinated. Kind of sucks. They let me go all the way over there and then not really. (laughs) But it happens. It's overseas. It's business like anything else. Um, So I kicked it for a little bit in Germany. Um, I had a friend out there that had his own gym and is a trainer. uh, And so I just worked at his gym honestly, for a few months, um, found living there and then got a new agent. Uh, got to my team in Greece in October um, and have been here ever since. So uh, the experience has been a lot. Uh, it's definitely been different. I've I hit two countries in my first year, which most people don't do. So I've heard. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, this season um, has still been up and down with COVID. We still had some cancellations. So I've spent time in my apartment for three weeks at a time um, because we had canceled games. Um, and then other times because of those canceled games, like in March, we had, I think seven or eight games, uh, which normally we don't play. Normally we play once a week. Um, so it, has been up and down like anything else. Um, I've been healthy, which is great. Uh, my first year is going really good. It's an experience. Um, I love the food. I love the weather. Uh, I'm on a little Island. Um, and so oh it's in Taurus Island. So around right now, it's like picking up with tourists, which is really cool to see. Um, and then while I was over here, honestly, uh, an alumni from Syracuse reached out to me. I went to Syracuse before I went to Fordham. Um, and he's a play-by-play guy for the Connecticut Sun. And he just like, hey, Ice. And I don't know him personally, I just follow him through Twitter and social media, the beauty mm-hmm. of social media. Um, and he's like, hey, Ice, heard about your work. Uh, you just wanted to see if we could chat really quick. I'm like, okay, cool. It's Q's alum. Like, why not? What's up? You know, how are you? What's this about? He's like, yeah, we're looking for an analyst. Um, And I came across your work and I wanted to ask you to be interested. And I'm like, would I be interested? Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that's it. It was just like a referral. And I did one interview, guys, uh, that I thought was good. And they watched my reel. And then a week later, she called me back. She said, do you want the job? I was like, of course I want the job. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was completely unexpected. Um, And to be honest with you, it's perfect. Uh, I was a little worried about playing professional basketball because I want to play for some time. Um, You know, around five years would be nice if my body stays healthy. And so I was like, well, I become irrelevant in the broadcast industry because I'm a hooper. You know, no one's going to see me in front of the camera. Um, My skills, obviously, I'm going to be rusty. And so I was worried about in the summer periods trying to find work. Um, and obviously, for someone who calls college basketball and college soccer, there is no work in the summer. There's zero work in the summer. There's like maybe the TBT tournament that ESPN puts on and the big three challenge with Ice Cube, and like that's it, you know, and, and that's kind of it. So um, I was really, really worried. Uh, and so the fact that they called me is awesome. I get 28 games. I also get to travel with the team. So I'll hit some cities I've never been before, uh, get to really connect with some people in the industry and some of my colleagues and friends. Uh, So it's a huge step for me. And I kind of feel like I'm working full time now. I was kind of had a seasonal job with basketball and now it's like, no, when I get home, I have two weeks and then we have game day. So uh, completely unexpected. And honestly, I'm just glad that I had the connections I had uh, at Syracuse and at Fordham uh, to make it happen. I I can't I have so many stories where I got things only because I knew someone. Yeah. I It's, it's
2: amazing. We've been talking about throughout the show, about the opportunities women have really been getting in broadcasting. And you mentioned kind of the trajectory that you followed. Was broadcasting your plan? How did you break into it? Because I feel like as a professional hooper, it's not really on your mind the first thing. You're trying to stay on the game. So what did you do to develop your skills?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was super serious about um, basketball uh, in college. Obviously, you know, playing at Syracuse, went to Fordham, Siena. Like, I went to good schools. I also went to the University of Florida – Uh, we could have a whole nother show about my college experience and the school that I've been to, but, um, and so I said to say that, uh, when I started broadcasting, I took it so serious because I was so in love with it. Um, I remember, you know, my mom saying to me, like, are you sure do you want to start it now in college? Because you're also doing basketball and it's kind of hard to be good or great at two really good things and, and split your passion and energy because eventually you have to, right? You have to make a decision somewhere. Um, but uh honestly, like the year that I was at Fordham was like really what kicked it off for me. Like I worked as a freelance like color analyst. Um, you know, I did men's and women's basketball at Fordham. I went to Columbia and did games there. I worked Silent at my at Sideline at Manhattan College. So I was everywhere doing everything. I was calling, you know, two to four games a week. And then I also did radio, obviously, for you guys. And so I was like stretched, but all I could kept thinking was. I can't wait till I get the chance to do this and not have to go to school. And that just be what I do Um, because I loved it and I was having so much fun with it. So I would say my year at Fordham a couple of years ago was really what um, built my skills and gave me the reps that I needed to at least be able to secure this job. Uh, And then this job will give me the reps and and the family and the industry and the connections for the next two years um, to then go and secure whatever I want after that, whether it's the same thing. Um, But I, I definitely at one point felt like, okay, I have two things that I really, really love. And are they going to work out? Like, will I be able to play overseas? Because that's always the goal. Uh, and then will I be able to broadcast anytime? Um, and I'm not so sure why it worked out perfectly, but I'm <laughs> not at all. I'm extremely thankful for it. Yeah.
0: So the Connecticut Suns, they were doing great in the WNBA last year, and the draft is coming up on Monday. They have the 12th pick. Have you started researching, doing your homework? Like, do you have any expectations for who you want them to pick?
1: Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, um, we've you know gotten mass emails about the players that are going to be at the draft slash um, new NCAA players who have just become eligible for the draft and decided that's what they're trying to do. And so you pay attention to the names. Some of them look familiar. Some of them are former teammates, which I'm like, I'm like thrilled. Yeah. uh, To be able to see that. Um, And then some of them are people that I've played against literally since I was five years old uh, and through the AAU circuit and like across the country. So um, it's exciting for me. Uh, I, I haven't gone as far to be like, who should they draft? And what do they need? Because obviously they're strong. You know, they had a 15 and one season last year at home, which is like unheard of. Uh, And so um, I think whoever they get, they will probably need, it will be a good addition. Uh, there's so many different ways they could go. Um, but one of the things too, is just, you know, also since I'm going to be calling uh, games home and away, it's also paying attention to everyone, you know, what does everyone need? And if there happens to be a rookie that gets drafted and comes in and maybe was a 23rd pick, but for that team became like the sixth person, that also I should know, right. Calling their games. Uh, and so I just kind of been taking it all in. Um, I I won't lie to you. It's a lot of information. I think if there's Mm -hmm. one fear that I have, it's just like, how prepared do you, do I really need to be, you know, Um, and getting into games and feeling like, dang, I wish I had this piece of information. Um, But that's how you grow, right? That's how you grow. And that's how you know what you need to do the job the best way that you can. So I think for me, it's just trying not to have like an information overload. And then, at the end of the day, like remembering, I got picked to do the job and I just call the game. Like I got analyze the game. At the end of the day, if I don't have information, the game is in front of me. I call the game. I've been around the game and these players, and I just have to trust that I was hired for a reason uh, and go from there. So that's kind of been the little thing I've been overcoming lately. is just information <laughs> and knowing everything that I need to know. You know, oh, it's like yeah. a new job. Yeah, yeah, we're all too
2: familiar with the over-preparedness, <laughs> being prepared. It's definitely a struggle every single time, you know, showing up to shows like this. I know we yeah. talked about a little bit, you know, obviously your college experience we could talk about for hours. But <laughs> I, I really would love to get kind of your take. We have saw over the past couple of years this Woman's March Madness tournament really evolved to kind of balance it between the men's, develop that equality. I would love to hear kind of your opinion. Do you feel the NCAA is improving? Are they doing the right things? Is there a way to go for these women basketball players to really have that chance to shine, or should we wait a couple more years? One,
1: I want to say that it's not just basketball um, that it is the NCAA as a whole on the woman's side that has to pick it up, right? We could literally look at every sport. The only sport that I think you may not see a discrepancy is gymnastics because we killed gymnastics. Like, have you ever been, I went to university of Florida and gym, but gymnastics was more packed than men's basketball. Like I was stunned at how many people came out here to see, I had a friend on the team and I was like, This many people come and watch you flip, and do all these (laughs) things and and land. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is amazing. Um, And so, for a sport that already has a natural following, it's easy for the NCAA to do what they're supposed to do, right? Because they don't have to do much because there are people who are watching. Um, But for the other sports, especially at certain schools, you don't get that. Uh, My my thing has been this: it just depends on who is in the room making those decisions. Uh, I can tell you that I can't imagine that whoever decided that the weight room in last year's final four was equal or even, or substantial, it wasn't even substantial, substantial could not have been a former women's basketball player in the room that made that decision. There's no way, there's no way. So my answer is just, we need more of us former college basketball players in those rooms making decisions for the future of those college basketball players or softball or gymnastics or whatever. Um, And I feel like that's the answer. I I think it's great that we have social media uh, and we can highlight these things and we can talk about these things. Um, But the next thing is there are people who still make decisions. We just need representation in those rooms, making the decisions. And that, that is like anything else, guys. I mean, we could talk about the amount of female professors I had at a campus in Siena, Fordham and, and uh, Florida. Right. And we could be like, we need more female professors. Okay. Well then we need more deans who then select the female professors. It it does female deans. Like it it works literally like that everywhere. Uh, and so my answer is just representation. Um, I'm glad that, you know, we, we put that on a large scale and that people paid attention. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, but the national championship game this year had almost 5 million, uh, fall or walk, I guess, audience watchers. Right. Um, and I was like 5 million crazy. That would have never been five years ago. No one even thought we'd even got that close. Uh, And so representation matters. And I'm glad that it was on the ESPN and like on a big scale. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's probably because somebody in the room was former somebody of somebody, a player of somewhere. And was like, we got to have this on here. There's no option. Um, And so I think that it was sad, but I I really wasn't surprised. Yeah. I was just surprised that somebody recorded it and then thought to post it because that's bold because NCAA, you know, and I'm sure with, guys know compliance and issues like that i thought that was like a compliance issue or something yeah i'm like oh mm-hmm. my god this girl's gonna get kicked off this team and she plays for oregon they're good you know but instead it's like no we can't ignore those things um so my answer is just representation in the rooms and and people that have to make decisions on behalf of those that should look like the ones they're deciding about oh no, um,
0: yeah
1: we have we don't have that in this country at any level <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that's what's so great about you. And that's something that I give you such major credit for is as being a player and as being somebody who's been in that sphere and then moving into the broadcasting like realm of it, you have such a niche and deep understanding of like how it is supposed to function. And so Mm. I think that about you, that is just such an incredible talent that you bring to everything that you do is just carrying your experiences with you and then applying that to what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. I I think it's just, I've just been blessed to be in so many different places um, and been able to observe things in the relationships that I have. Um, You know, one of my most valuable relationships um, is Sue Edson. She's at Syracuse uh, and she's the head of athletic communications. Uh, She has a daughter, Tracy, who I'm like a mentor to. Um, And obviously Sue is a female Um, and so being the head of athletic communications at Syracuse where so many different sports do so well in, in that conference across the country is a lot. Um, and just conversations with her where she's been a part of Syracuse family for 30 years and hearing about the growth that happened because she's witnessed that and she's been there, but also because she was a former athlete who could make decisions based on athletes. Um, and so I, I say that to say that, uh, a lot of those people in my life make me keep perspective to understand that, okay, when I'm in these rooms or when I get to the Connecticut sun and they say, hey, we're looking for someone who can host halftime, do you have anybody? Me bringing those people up behind me that suggested me in room, so I can suggest them rooms so we can start to make a, a real difference and a real change. Um, so as awesome it is that I have those experience, it also adds responsibility to make sure that I do the right thing when I'm given opportunities um, to shine or to help others shine. Um, and it's not just about me. Unfortunately, what I do, Uh, reflects on you guys Uh, Mm -hmm. and and that's fortunately and unfortunately right we have good and bad situations where things have happened Uh, but my job is just to make sure that um, someone looks at me and says we took a chance on her and it was the right chance and now we can take a chance on whoever she's recommending or whoever she's bringing with her Um, and and that should really be the goal I think for all of us uh, especially women in sports you 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 have no option especially women in this industry you 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 know you have to know that what you do reflects on others whether you want it to or not
2: Yeah. And and you mentioned women in sports and it's such a big thing because I felt the same way where I've needed kind of that figure, another woman in sports to really help me and guide me through like this difficult, it's a difficult journey for women. It's not easy whatsoever. And so I just, I want to know who was your figure you looked up to? Like who was the person that drove you through this entire crazy path for you?
1: Yeah, Maddie, that's such a good question. Um, I say this all the time in almost any interview that I've ever done. I always say, where would I be without my mentors? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm really not sure. My mentors have gotten me opportunities. They've mentored me in opportunities. They've taken mentorship from the camera and brought it into my life and have helped me um, the main one that comes to mind, though, is Lachina Robinson um, is my mentor. Uh, she's my role model. LaChyna is like the best person in the world. Like after my mother, it's Lachina. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I met her while I was at Syracuse. Um, she is a women's college basketball analyst, um, also works as a host, has done a lot of different things, but is one of the prominent names in the industry uh, for women's college basketball. Uh, and has been in the business for over 10 years. Um, and so uh, LaChina is, you know, a black female. Um, and I used to listen to her call the games in the ACC. So we had a game where we played Duke. Uh, and I grew up like a UNC fan. So I hate Duke, but obviously. <laughs> oh, I play UNC. Yeah, on. I'm sorry. I'm one of those. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's like Duke. No, stop. Uh, but anyway, so we're playing Duke and I'm like, I'm excited for it. Like I'm hyped for it. Like little five-year-old Ice is like, oh my God, we get to play Duke today. And LaChina's calling the game. And so my SID is like, Hey, um, LaChina's here. And I'm like, Whoa, stop. Stop. (laughs) Like I'm getting, you know, I'm like, stop. Uh, And she's like, you know, I can introduce you before the game. Like she has some time, like right now. I'm like right now. And she's like, yeah, right now. So I walk over there and I just tell her I'm a fan. Uh, I want to get into broadcasting. um, And I just, you know, would love to connect with her if I could, if she had time for me. Uh, And so I'm not going to lie. I had my best game at Syracuse that year. I hit four threes in the first half. Like I was like on fire. Um, (laughs) And uh, I I say that because I think that helped La China like respond to me later like oh she was pretty good on the court I remember her and she's nice, um and so that started my relationship with her um, and I'm in her Rising Media Stars program, uh, where she helps women of color get jobs in the sports industry and trains us, um and she's been everything I, I know that I can do what I'm doing at the Sun because La China did what she did it, it's actually that simple, um so I would say she has been the light uh, honestly and just a great role model. Um, and she continues to be, she's one of those people who pulls as she climbs. Uh, and that's really what I'm trying to do. Uh, she's still blazing a trail in the industry and then she's blazing a trail and having people walk very close behind her. Uh, and that says a lot about your character that she's never worried about, you know, bringing people up in the industry and wondering, are they going to take things from her or things from other people? She's like, what's for you is for you. And what's for me is for me. And I will pull as I climb. Um, and so she's been amazing.
0: Thank you so much, Isis Young. I mean, that was incredible. You're such an icon to all of us here at WFUV, and I know to tons of Fordham athletes just all over here. You're just such such a beautiful person who's coming in, and you're just uplifting women on our Women's Day show. Mm -hmm. We're just so honored that you came here for us and that you came here and spoke with us about your experience. So thank you so much, Isis.
1: I want to thank you guys. Honestly, this is the second time I've been a part of an all-female broadcast, uh, and it does not surprise me that the, that it's at Fordham um, and that Bobby is doing such a good job uh, <laughs> holding the fort down and running this. I'm, I'm just so honored to be a part of the WFUV fam. Uh, and like anything else, if you guys need something, please reach out. Um, but yeah, I just, it's awesome to be here. It's awesome to talk to you guys. Uh, and thanks for what you're doing. Somebody is also looking at you and following you. So take that with you.
0: Thank you, Thank you Ice. This Ice yeah. is young everybody.